0: People are yearning for information, having the opportunity to encourage people and to educate people and inspire people. It's amazing to
1: be able to say, we'll carve out time to take care of ourselves. There's something for
0: everyone. Are so happy today to be talking to Lauren Bush Lauren, who is a young social entrepreneur and mother, but she also happens to be my niece. She is the daughter of my wonderful brother Neil. And Lauren, we're just so happy you're with us today. Yes. Welcome. Thank you, Andoro and Tricia. <laughs> So we thought we would begin and talk to you because you have a big event happening in two months, another baby coming to your family. And so tell us, what is it like being a mother now that you've been a mother for two years?
2: I mean, I feel like, as you well know, having had four, which I can't believe, and now that I'm in the midst of having my second, yeah, it's kind of a constant learning and evolution, but truly the biggest blessing in my life, obviously. And greatest joy is just watching James and sort of marveling. James is my son. Yeah, just marveling at like all he's learning. He's such a little sponge and has such a little personality. He turned two in November.
1: He's so, uh, so
2: adorable. Such a fun age. Oh. He is so cute, <laughs> So cute. but just so funny and just can really verbalize now and kind of tell you about his day and what he wants a lot about what he wants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think being a mother has just been such a a wonderful trust fall of a situation. I didn't really know, obviously, a lot about what I was getting into. And it's amazing what your body can do. And Mm -hmm. yeah, what your kids
0: can teach you. That was my question. Is it what you thought it was (laughs) going to be? I know. I think, honestly, I didn't
2: have a ton of good friends that had kids. So I didn't... And my siblings who are engaged now, but not yet married, almost have, you know, don't have kids. So it's not that I was surrounded, you know, closely with people who had kids. So I did kind of go into it somewhat unknowingly (laughs) and maybe for the best in the sense that everyone's experience is so different. Every mom's different. Every family's different. Every baby's so different. And I think, yeah, there were definitely things that surprised me. And now going into having a second, I'm sure I'll be re-surprised or yeah. surprised by different things. I mean, it's just such a miraculous time. And it's just amazing how just how quickly they grow and develop. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like I just had James and I'm blinking and about to have another. So. It's a bit of a a whirlwind. It really is.
0: is. Yeah. (laughs) So motherhood, and then, of course, you have your career. Yeah. What is that like, balancing? How has that changed your life with regard to your career? And we're going to get into your career Mm -hmm. in a minute and how it started.
2: No, that's a huge one. And that took me by surprise. I worked up, I think, until like two days before I gave birth, maybe a day before you know, I definitely went into the thinking, "Oh, this this won't throw me." And candidly, I I was thrown more than I expected. I did have to go back to work after two months for various reasons. I think when you, you know, feed is my first baby mm-hmm. in many ways, and it needed it needed my love and attention also. But wanting to do it again, I'm giving myself more time and kind of setting it up better so I can take more and then be more present when I do come back. Mm-hmm. I think learning for me, which I've now heard referred to as sort of this fifth trimester after Mm -hmm. women maybe recovered from childbirth and are a bit out of that newborn phase, but just reentering work kind of with this new major priority in your life,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I think it's just something I hadn't heard a lot about or talked about. And now, again, having been through it, I feel is just, it can really throw you. So on one side, there was that I felt like this real heart tug to not be with James, you know, 24 seven. At the same time, I'm obviously am very passionate about what I started and doing at feed. So didn't want that to go or or suffer in my absence. So I really was very torn Mm -hmm. for, I'd say maybe even half a year and now very much back in the groove at work and enjoying in being present, as present as I can when I am with James on weekends, mm-hmm. at night, in the morning. And it really has given my work more meaning, which I know mm-hmm. we'll talk about. You know, yeah. it's, it's always been about kids and nutrition and making sure kids, no matter where they're born, have basic human rights, mainly food. And it's something, you know, as a human, any of us can relate to. But now as a mom, it's like this heightened sense of empathy around that especially for other moms and families who want the best for their kids. But just because of that situation, they're in poverty, whether it's abroad or here in the U.S., they can't provide what they know is better. It's in their thirst, brand in front of them. So being a mom, yeah, has really even made the mission of feed, which started 10 years before I had kids or Mm -hmm. nine years, all the more real.
0: Right. So tell us the story of feed. I read that you have provided a hundred million meals as of last fall. Amazing. And so tell us for people who don't know how you got interested in World Hunger and how it all began. Sure. So really I mean, I had
2: just this amazing life changing opportunity starting as a sophomore in college to travel with the UN World Food Program. And it was through that experience and being able to go and see firsthand the issues of, of poverty and chronic malnutrition, malnutrition around the world that made me want to do something about it. Again, sort of on that human to human level of like, oh my God, literally just because where a person's born, it could mean that they don't know where their next meal is coming from. And there's just such a vast disparity in the world, which you know we all grow up hearing about But to, again, go and be able to interact with these communities and meet these families and especially children, innocent children, bored into these circumstances just was eye opening and life changing and left me kind of frustrated for years of traveling, but not knowing how to help. Really, you know, I would come back and I would tell my peers and talk to different student groups, being a student myself. And students and young people especially have such like optimism and want to go out and change the world and shake things up. World hunger is unfortunately just one of these massive, massive issues. One in nine people around the world are hungry. 800 million people are hungry, over 800 million, mm-hmm. chronically hungry. And it's just like, where do you even begin with with something right. that big and abstract and kind of overwhelming and systemic? Mm-hmm. And so that's really where I was. And By my senior year of college, I had had this sort of aha moment of, I love design, I love fashion. I was also, while I was taking vacation time to travel with the World Food Program, I was also going to New York City and interning at fashion design houses and taking classes at art schools. So it was just very personally kind of contemplating what seemed like these two very different life paths, one as a humanitarian aid worker. And the other, as in the fashion world, a Mm -hmm. designer, something Mm -hmm. creative. And it was in that grappling personally, but also the frustration of not knowing how to engage people who I saw genuinely wanted to help, but didn't necessarily know how to, or or weren't necessarily in a position to write a big check or go to a big gala to help in ways that people do help. And that's when I had the aha moment for the feedback because I thought, gosh, if you could design something and build in this tangible donation. So world hunger or hunger in general, we know what it takes to solve. It takes food, it takes nutrition. So it's not, we're not waiting for a cure. In this case, we can help today in very measurable, very meaningful ways. So building that donation into a product, into a bag, mm-hmm. which is what I chose to start with because I thought, gosh, we all need bags. As mm-hmm. women, we have too many bags. Right. <laughs> um, and so it's something you know, men, women, kids, young people, older people, everyone very functional and also great billboard and sort of conversation starter. So I took a year still in college to design the first bag and just figure out the basics of like, how do you, yeah, go from a concept to figure out how to manufacture something to selling it into a store or to a customer. So by the time I graduated, I had some of those pieces in place and basically started feed, yeah, about six months after I graduated wow. and was able to secure our first kind of retailer was Amazon.com, which was really cool. And at the time they built a boutique page for us that really explained the story behind feed and it was a time when consumers, Americans were becoming more aware of how bad plastic bags are for the environment. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of green issues of magazines and more consciousness around that. So Mm -hmm. I would say timing wise, also, you know, kind of lucky in that sense that we were highlighted as sort of an eco-friendly reusable bag, but also one that that gave back. So the very first bag, which we still sell today, is the Feed One bag and it feeds one child in school for one year. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the impact, you know, consumers can have by buying a $100 bag, $98 bag, is literally knowing that they're impacting a child's life by feeding them in school for one year. And and that school meal is really the program we support abroad and here still today. So staying true to that mission 10 years later. And really the reason for me, school feeding stood out of the many programs I saw happening around the world is that such a no-brainer to feed kids in school, gets them to go to school, to stay mm-hmm. in school. and encourages their family who may otherwise not be as incentivized to pay that tuition or book, book, book fee, school fee to send their kids to school. And so many kids, even here in our own country, go to school hungry. They're not learning as well. They're not going to retain that knowledge. They're not going to stay in school as long. So it's really, it's an empowerment tool for education as much as it is a means for kids to be fed every day and have at least that one guaranteed like nutrition, nutrition rich meal. Mm -hmm. That makes so so much that sense. So that is That's yeah, incredible. the core of Feed's mission and really what we give to again, most abroad in about 32 countries around the world, we're doing this. It's called homegrown school feeding, where we're purchasing also locally from farmers to feed locally wow. in schools. So also trying to support sort of the, you know, the ecosystem locally and not and make sure farmers are supported and their families as well. But mm-hmm. then the food is all going to schools. And then here in America, we work through, um, and that's all through the UN World Food Program. Mm-hmm. Here in America, our main giving partner is Share Our Strength, but it's the Snow Kid Hungry program, where really kids who qualify and should be getting a free school lunch, they make sure they're getting that. But on top of that, they're also making sure these kids are getting free school breakfast. Mm. So, which isn't a guarantee and teachers have found that kids go to school and are kind of crazy or aloof for the first half. And then after lunch, they kind of come alive and are actually learning and and paying attention. So really proud to be working
0: here as well now. Yeah. Wow. There's so much behind the bag. the feedback behind the bag. That you don't realize. And it's wonderful for people to
1: hear that. Oh, yeah. Thinking back 10 years ago, Lauren, were you one of the first social entrepreneurs, one of the first pioneers in this? Or how were you inspired by that aspect? Or did you even call yourself a social entrepreneur back then?
2: I didn't, just because I never heard that term. (laughs) Yeah, we were. I'm proud. Feed was definitely on the kind of front mm-hmm. end of that. I think Tom started maybe six months before we did mm-hmm. the red campaign, Bono's red campaign, with all the cool red products that gave back to help fight HIV/AIDS mm-hmm. around the world, mm-hmm. was just starting. So it was definitely the beginning. And yeah, it's been really it's neat, neat the last 10 years to see this become a known space and a known way to go about doing business, not just for profit but for social good. And it's just really evolved. And I think customers now are kind of expecting it and demanding it of the companies they support. I think, and I think, right.
1: I think you're absolutely right. It's incredible to think that mm-hmm. you are you were the pioneer. the mm-hmm. person that, It's incredible. Unknowingly. Unknowingly, yeah, that is so awesome. How many employees are part of Feed now? Yeah, we're still pretty lean. We are about 17. That's awesome. We're based here in New York City. Now we
2: have our little... Store in Brooklyn, also. So yes, we've, this, been but, which to. we've been
1: to. I know. It's beautiful. For the, beautiful. Checking it out a yeah. few weeks ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's really neat. We loved it. We love the, well, we bought another yet yes. another badge. Tricia and I are
0: <laughs> most possibly one of the two of you the. Are, yeah, of the VIP um, customers. Definitely. Yes, we, we are. Pretty much we have <laughs> almost all that you. Between created. us, we may have your entire line. <laughs> and so, then uh, <laughs> when we have
1: grandchildren, we can't wait for the baby bags. I know.
0: <laughs> Except I for, know. by the way, I'm going to order a baby bag. Oh, so I will. Be, why? Oh, you, why? Are, like, are you making oh, an announcement? No, no announcements. Is there some news happening? <laughs> no news. I don't Unfortunately, know? Oh, it's okay. a friend of mine <laughs> <laughs> who's becoming a grandmother, not me.
2: Uh, Announced, <laughs> you're on.
0: Yeah, on health. But um so, so, how often do you design new bags?
2: Yeah, yeah, it used to really I mean, when we started, it was like the feed one bag for even a year or two, and this slowly added to the line. And now, I would say we're kind of behaving more as a normal consumer goods brand and that we're putting out newness because we know folks like yourself, thank you very much, have you know already bought some of the classic bags and may want to see. Something new for us, whether they're shopping for themselves or for their friends and family. So we put out something new almost every month, and sometimes it's just an update to one of our classics. So Mm -hmm. the Feed One bag that only came in white for let's say five or six years now is in sort of an array of different colors. Mm I
0: love
2: that. So it's about yeah, trying new little more fashion-forward styles, but also updating our
0: classics. Oh, I had a question, but it left me. But who are your greatest influencers?
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I really. Admire and look up to people who've obviously made a massive difference. And one of my personal heroes is Muhammad Yunus. Mm. He's the founder of or thought of, he won a Nobel Peace Prize for thinking of microfinance okay. and micro lending. But his whole philosophy is sort of how do you use business, not just charity to do good for the world. Mm. And he piloted a program in India by giving women primarily these little micro loans to start businesses. And not only did they, with these businesses, do extremely well, they repaid on time. He kind of proved to banks that they could be trusted, the poor could be trusted with loans. Because as we all know, it takes a little money to make a little money. Mm -hmm. And he's helped, I mean, millions around the world become more financially stable through Through work, you know, not through handouts.
1: Right, right. Which empowers, which empowers, yeah, yeah, everybody.
0: And we make for a stronger society. It makes so much sense. Right. So, Lauren, you mentioned, and you've worked in the fashion world, and you're still involved in the fashion world because of Mm -hmm. who you're married to, which is (laughs) David Lauren, a wonderful man. So, how much are you still involved in the fashion world, and how does that intersect with what you're Mm -hmm. doing? yeah
2: I mean it it does, and it doesn't. we're not it does very much. I mean, I think every product we put out needs to be fashion relevant mm-hmm. so in that sense, and we're here in New York City, sort of in the heart of it all at the same time, we're not trying to chase trend, so we're not looking for what the next newest thing is that might be over tomorrow. But for example, we just launched a little mini bag in Blush. Blush is like a very trendy Trendy fashion forward color right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and it's doing great. So, and it's feeding kids. So it's it's definitely behooves us to kind of keep our finger on the pulse and make sure what we're putting forth. I mean, ultimately consumers, yes, want to do good through what they're buying, but first and foremost, have to really love what they're buying right? and the price has to be right. The quality has to be good and the design has to be good. Mm-hmm. So we spend a lot of time making sure those components come together on top of the give back, which is kind of just at the core of who we are and what we do. So yeah, very much a part of fashion. And we, we do collaborate every so often with different designers and kind of let them put their spin and take and design eye on a feed product which is always fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's the main ways.
0: Mm -hmm. And I remember at one time you were partnered with Target.
2: Yeah. That was a really fun one. That
0: was so much fun. um,
2: I know. We, gosh, I think it was three years. Hard Mm -hmm. to believe. Mm -hmm. We were their first socially conscious designer collaboration because as everyone knows, they yeah, do Masoni and all these cool designers. And they, yeah, really wanted to kind of do something that gives back. Target as a company as a whole is very philanthropic, but it's generally more on the kind of back end of what they're doing yes. as, a, as a company. So they wanted to do something that really would engage their customers. And for us, obviously, it was so wonderful to do something at that scale. We raised, I think it was like 20 million meals to be given here in the U.S., huge within like a four or five month time period. And just to obviously be able to get the feed brand out. And it was fun to see feed not just bags it was apparel right t-shirts and it was and,
1: like silverware uh, remember and yeah. the hoodies yeah
0: oh plates yeah. plates
1: we bought the yeah plates, I have yeah. a whole seat, pants,
0: yeah. stack of plates <laughs> yeah the melamine yeah. plates like the little order mm-hmm. plates mm-hmm. yeah got I those know. got use those, those every day fun. still um totally. and also bobby brown I remember going in and studio, mm-hmm. or, didn't you partner with bobby brown and and clarence and uh, yeah, Clarence it. is still one of our, is the longest running partner we've had mm-hmm.
1: for I think
2: eight years now. And they've been amazing and it's international. And then, like you said, Bobby Brown, good memory, was mm-hmm. one of our, mm-hmm. our first. That was in the early days. But we've worked with William Sonoma, even this past holiday, mm-hmm. West Elm, Rebecca Minkoff last year. Yes. We did a kind of cool bag. So from large brands and retailers to smaller, more niche design forward kind of collaborations. It's been fun. And I think Feed kind of presents itself as this ready-made way for companies to give back and to engage their customers in giving back. It's, yeah, it's been a good 10 years of a lot of awesome partners yeah. to really helped put feet on the map.
1: What is your favorite part of what you do? I mean, when when we're listening Ooh. to you, we get pretty excited over the design <laughs> and the give back and the, you know, but what's your favorite or are they equal? It's all equal. I know. I love what I do for so many reasons, yeah.
2: but one is that every day is sort of different. And I do get a touch all these different aspects of what we do. And I think my whole team feels, or I know they feel proud and excited by the fact that, yes, You know, they may be doing finance or design, but in the end, it is having an impact um, on kids around the world. And we went as a team last year to Mozambique to sort of see that giving firsthand, which was really powerful. Oh, so it's so fun. I bet. I love, yeah, being an entrepreneur again kind of keeps you on your toes <laughs> right right in and, many ways but to have that sort of to have everything we do rooted in the mission of helping kids with something is again basic and vital as food
1: right. and nutrition really is very grounding right because that's what the goal is mm-hmm. that's the, that's the mission mm-hmm. you know something that we talk a lot about with people and even in our own lives and something that we're redefining is that life work balance and and mm-hmm. somebody recently said to us that there is no really life work balance because you have mm-hmm. one life and yeah. <laughs> you know and that when you're at it's work true. at home that is your life. So do you have any thoughts yeah. on that <laughs> and how you're I looking at I feel it.
2: like I read a quote similar to that recently too. And for me it's always felt that way and I've always wondered if I hadn't started my own company and felt, again, as passionately as I do about what I do, if I would feel like, oh, you know, I go to work and I go home and it's two very different lives I live. But I'm on one hand, I'm always working and yet I'm always living my life too. And, you know, it is finding time to like to turn off and enjoy family and not be on email. Like we're all slaves to our iPhones, which is not good. And I think I've definitely gotten better about over the years, especially with kids. Kids actually, it helps. I'd say that has helped mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. me be more present than I was before and consciously try to strike some sort of balance. But yeah, I'm always working and thinking of ideas mm-hmm. and
1: thinking about feed. and, I um, bet. and always, And, and there's and, so much work for you to do. So many hungry mm-hmm. people, and that you it, love it. And so you much. love it. Yeah. So
0: it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is your life. Yeah,
2: it's engaging, and it's yeah. And yet, I'm always thinking about James and David, and you know, right? It's, I think it's maybe a misnomer where people think you can totally tune one out while yeah. you're
0: doing another. Yeah, I think it all goes together. Too us too. So a little bit about your own personal health journey mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. what. Can you tell us what your daily routine is? Sure. This is where I was like, I could use your counseling more than anything. But, um,
2: (laughs) you know, I try to work out at least two or three times a week, sometimes more, sometimes less. Obviously being pregnant, that actually stays true. So when I'm not pregnant, when I wasn't pregnant, I worked out probably a little more, but I've been a vegetarian since I was five. Mm -hmm. So in general, Not that that necessarily equates to being a healthier eater, but I do tend to gravitate towards veggies and fruits and pasta is my one sort of (laughs) downfall or indulgence. But yeah, try to eat healthfully. Yeah. Try to stay active. I don't know. I just feel better mentally, physically when I'm able to move and yeah, eat, eat well. Again, it's not a perfect scenario and I'm not I actually, I'm someone who kind of needs variety. If I tried to do the same thing every day or every week, I just couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. I go through different phases. Right now I'm cr- weirdly in a boxing moment, oh, um, which has been really fun. It's <laughs> <That's> so fun. <laughs> it's something different. And then a bit of yoga thrown in, too, occasionally.
0: Right. Yoga for your mind a little bit. And I saw that, Mm -hmm. um, I know that you read The Book of Joy, which Uh, has to be one of our favorite books as well. Yes. Yes. That what? was going to be my answer to that question. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's funny
1: because Doro was all about that book. And she was telling everybody she knew, you've got to read the book. And then we did and then downloaded it. And then it was fun to see you as well sharing the that book. It was beautiful. It's yeah. Beautiful
2: it's like, Isn't it? I'm actually not even totally finished, but it's such a joy. I mean, those two men are so special.
1: Oh,
0: Amazing. Yeah. So. And it just shows how how much in common we all have and how we are all so connected yeah. and, but a lot of good practices in that book. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. but
1: gratitude. anyway, totally. But, totally.
0: total gratitude. Yep. But speaking of that question that I've now <laughs> preempted <laughs> and I okay. apologize for that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, let's, can we do, we yeah. ask all of our, Yes, the same questions called our rapid fire questions. So here yes. they are. So we've just, and so I'm assuming the book of joy is the book you think everyone should read. Yeah. Okay. And we know why. Um, yeah. What quote brings you strength and peace? I know this is a hard one because
2: I'm even looking around my desk right now. I keep all these different quotes. One of which is, this is your world, shape it or someone someone else will. Mm-hmm. I think um, Gary Lou said that. L E W. Yeah. I just think the sense of like, we can't be passive in this life. We're only given so much time and energy and resources and to kind of be able to channel that to some greater good is just such a blessing and a gift. And I just feel so grateful to have, have feed as an outlet to do that. And I know that there's more can do and want to do in my life. hmm
0: Yes. We usually ask our older guests, what would you say to your 30 year old self? But we're going to ask you what you would say to your 20 year old self. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: I know. I saw this like three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Still learning. 20 year old self. Goodness. So I had, I would be still in college Mm -hmm. and actually very anxious about what I was Mm going to do. And again, I, I think yeah, I would have been 20 when I had the idea for Feed. So I would probably, yeah, encourage myself during those extremely kind of unknowing, anxious moments to follow your passion. And someone, again, told me this early on and it stuck with me, to really kind of go back in time to what you loved as a kid when you mm-hmm. weren't being told what to do or when you didn't feel sort of outside expectations or pressures. And for me as a kid, I always was like either selling things to neighbors or like creating little businesses and or crafting and making things. Mm -hmm, Um, I remember. So to be able, (laughs) you may remember my jewelry stands in Maine, my successful (laughs) jewelry stands. But you know, there's something in that, like I just thrive in creating and in sharing those creations. So having kind of figured out a, a job, a career to be able to do that, but also then be able to do that with a benefit, not only to myself and to my team, obviously, but to the kids around the world who we aim to help is just very rewarding. Mm-hmm. But definitely my 20-year-old self would never have known, <laughs> Right. <laughs> but maybe hoped that could happen, but didn't trust it yet. Mm-hmm. So to trust it, to kind of follow your gut. And I think also at that point, you really look to as you you know, should to some extent, those who've come before and big companies and think everyone else has all the answers. And I've really learned over the years, you kind of have to create your own answers and figure it out and mm-hmm. yeah, not get discouraged. There's a ton of no's, especially when you're trying to do something that's a little different. So to again, kind of continue to follow that guiding light and purpose and mm-hmm. not get too distracted by positive or negatives mm-hmm. from outside world or, or people and yeah, kind of carry forward with, with your vision of what you, you want to build. So I'm still learning the lesson. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I've mastered that, but well, you've done pretty well. The past Mm -hmm. 10 years, the past 10 years have helped kind
0: of wrap my head around it more. Mm Yeah. Okay. This one we've talked a little bit about, but what's your favorite meal? So
2: pasta primavera (laughs) with tomato sauce. (laughs) My, grand, my mom's mom mm-hmm. is Italian, as you probably remember. Yes. So there's some sort of Italian genes in me that just love Italian food. Mm-hmm. So there's that, probably sauteed spinach or kale and like a good salad, mm-hmm. would be my favorite meal, and a glass of milk <laughs> and red wine. And, red wine. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> and not in that order. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> And then lastly, who would you, if you could sit next to anyone at dinner tonight, who would it be? I want to hear y'all's answers for these two. Um,
2: (laughs) Who would I want to sit next to at dinner? I know I should have some sort of like famous person, but I think it'd just be my son. (laughs) Oh, sweet James. Yeah. Sweet baby James.
0: Aw, well, sweet. Lauren, we have loved oh, talking yes. to thank you, you. and thank you for the taking the time thank you and I can't wait I'll see you very shortly and thank you for doing I this
2: know. work
1: Lauren on so many yeah. levels we love our bags we love Aww. our bags and we thank love you what they, they mean and oh, we love what they do long time supporters well it just feels you're so good fine. and you said it earlier it just feels so good to have a bag knowing that it's doing something else mm-hmm. you know so you're, you're so you. right and we can walk around I'm really proud of doing that. Very
0: <laughs> Thanks proud. Thanks to you. Thank you. of you. Well, thank you for all you're doing. It's Aww. very important. Well, you. Thank you. I'm- thank you. And we love you. And we'll see you soon. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yes. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Too, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Health Gig. We loved having you with us. We hope you'll tune in again next week. In the meantime, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on healthgigpod.com I'm Trisha.
0: And I'm Doral.
1: Be well.